This is The Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number 15. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we relax around a campfire in Bill's backyard. This week we were watching for the Northern Lights. We talked long enough that we're splitting this conversation over three podcast episodes. This is part three. Yeah, that four-year-old firewood sure does burn nicely. It's very good. You know, this is the kind of therapy you can't pay any you can't pay any money to get therapy this good. No. That and, and watching the waves hit the shore. Now, coming as I do from an island. I, uh, You're probably accustomed to that. I have observed that more than once. That is wonderful. And I'm sure the waves are a little bit larger than what I have grown up with along the Mississippi and the Wisconsin River. They can be. They can be, yes. Uh, it was not unusual when uh, kayaking in the, in the winter to have... Six foot from trough to peak in the waves, we'd be out there. So, we there, there were certain areas we'd be out in, like the middle of Plymouth Sound, which which does have a breakwater to keep the big waves out. But the, even the little waves are still at least six foot uh, trough to peak, and it was not unusual to be in the bottom of a trough looking to either side and you couldn't see your other kayakers because they were on the other side of the wave. Okay, yeah, so the trough I was just going to ask you is the bottom of the wave. Yes. Trough. I have to remember that. I also have to remember hit for six. <laughs> I still yes. haven't found that English-speaking gentleman that I'm going to throw it out at. It'll come. It'll happen. That that's probably for the best. I am being hypnotized by this fire. <laughs> All that was bad in my mind is now gone. It's interesting how a fire like this can cleanse your mind. It can. Between that and my bad memory, it's like, yeah, you know, there's some things I just don't worry about because, well, I forgot. That's why I don't lie. <laughs> my memory's shot. Well, I never oh, did have a good yeah. memory. Yeah, I could not I could not keep a lie straight. No, I, I can't lie. It just, even if it was uh, not immoral or unethical, I just, practically, I can't lie. Well, then you get caught up <laughs> in it, then you got to make another lie to cover up that lie, and... Well, how many lies ago was that? I just fess up. I make a mistake, I fess up to it. Say, I'm sorry, I guess I screwed up. 
it's generally better that way. Yeah. Then you get on to the next thing. And then either people will trust you because you make a mistake and you fess up to it, or you're no good at what you do and they bypass you and get somebody right. else to do the job. Well, if you make a mistake and you fess up to it and try to make it right, that generally goes down very well with most people. That's right. You know, a master has made more mistakes than a beginner has tried. That is true. Philosophy for the night. It's true, though. I mean, I, I think of the things in my life where I've uh, attained some level of expertise. I mean, I've been writing computer programs for <coughs> years. Okay. And... Yeah, it makes such a difference. You, you see these, these young guys, they come in, they're all enthusiastic, and it's like, you say, that's not going to work. And, oh, no, no, it'll, it's not going to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come back later. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. Told you. <laughs> I failed at that before. Yeah. I have made that mistake before. More than once. <laughs> yeah. Some of the really good mistakes, you have to make those several times for them to stick. Well, and, and you know, if you make a mistake once or twice and you expect the out do the same thing, you expect the outcome to be different, and it doesn't happen, isn't that what they call being an idiot? Uh, yes. Yes, I think so. Same procedure, same outcome, and it doesn't happen either way. Well, I could have told you that. <laughs> Not you know, that I haven't tried it. You know, youth tell you what and you know this as well as me but I'm older so I can tell you more doesn't work out yes and now I'm happily retired I don't really care well I think you probably still care you just don't have to worry about it as much well I care about a lot of things true but I don't care about the outcome because I'm not doing right. anything. <laughs> well, the one thing you learn when you're pastoring is that it's, it's generally not well received if you go back and say, I told you so. Uh, yeah, you're probably right on that. So I, I don't get to do that. But. No, no. You have to listen and not say a bunch of stuff. Yes. And then you gotta... Oh, you did that thing that I suggested you didn't do and it worked out badly. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Who could have possibly foreseen that? It was not a good decision on your part. On the other hand, wisdom comes from making bad decisions. In youth. Yes, but it's, it's better if you get your really stupid decisions out of the way while you're young yeah and you know if <laughs> or in our case you get all of your really bad stuff out of the way before they invented facebook and everybody had cameras on cell phones oh my gosh yeah. i am so glad that there is there, there maybe there's like three pictures of me doing anything stupid from my time at university well and i have them so i, I have no intention of releasing them you know what's even better than that <laughs> Is I was always the guy with the camera. Uh -huh. And a couple of years ago, I went through all these pictures and I got rid of all evidence. 
very wise. But it's always wise to be the one that does the documentation. Yeah. Now, my my father was, well, still is, a, a very good photographer. Uh, but I never got into photography until I bought my first camera a week before Emily was born. And I've been fairly into photography since then, but... Uh, that was a 1.3 megapixel camera. 1.3. Now, that was pretty good. That was pretty rocking back then yeah. in, in 2000, January 2000. Um, she was almost a Y2K baby, but uh, she was three weeks too late for Y2K. But that's okay, because Y2K turned out not to be very exciting after all, anyway. Yeah, they made that up to be a big deal, but... Yeah, there were some there were some computer you know consultants that uh, lay real low for quite a few years after that. It's like, oh, I haven't heard from uh, this guy in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just waiting for everyone to forget how stupid he was. And then is it going to roll over to two thousand or just get stuck on nineteen ninety nine? Yeah. Well, you know what. I mean, I think there were a few things that did need to be fixed, and so it was there was some benefit from the the shouting from the rooftops because governments and other large organizations have a tendency to move slowly unless prodded sufficiently. You so know, from that perspective, it was there was some help to what they did, but a lot of stuff just really wasn't that broken. You know, funny you should bring that up. With you say you saying corporate and government works slow. I don't think I could ever be on a church committee run for government office because it runs too slow. After owning my own business, I would sit down with Lisa and maybe one or two people and talk about what had to be done and make the decision. I could not go to a meeting and then table it and do this. Yeah. Which is more investigation, more uh, research. No, either you got to get it done and get on to the next thing. Well, there are there are different organization structures within different churches, and one of the and this is a broad category, but there's this the the worst one is what they call a board run church. Yes. Um. And then there are others, like within our organization, um, the the pastor runs a church. Um, we do have a board because we have uh, property, but the board is advisory, and I have a very good board. They actually advise. Um, they haven't rubber stamped anything yet, but they haven't, you know, uh, been difficult either. They're they're great. They're great to work with. Uh, I get some very good suggestions from them. One of them's a uh, uh, master uh, electrician, and so you know anything to do with trades, I get I get great advice out yeah, of them. Yeah, those are good people to have around. Yeah, and so the board truly is something that I like to go and I ask questions of. But at the end of the day, I get to I get to make the decisions. Um, well, according, according to our bylaws, they have to authorize any expenditures over five thousand dollars. 
and, and, and so that's fine. Uh, we but you re do we that. review the books with them on a regular basis because we 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 uh, we run very open with the board and as open as we can with the rest of the congregation. I mean, obviously, you got to retain some things as you know. You, you don't tell everyone, oh, this is this is Joe Smith tithing record. No, Joe Smith tithing record is between the pastor Joe Smith and the IRS. That's right. <laughs> if and only if he wants to share it with the IRS. Yeah. So. You know, there's certain things where, uh, you know, total discretion and no, we don't, we don't say that stuff. But everything else that isn't personal information, we, we try to run fairly openly. Oh, sure. And you have to in your type of situation. Yes. Yeah. But you're never going to keep everybody happy all the time. That's why elections are won and lost within, what is it? seven to eight percent of the people and those are the independents yes yeah it, it certainly seems that way it, it's always you know, a narrow margin even when it's a wide margin of you know five to seven percent it still feels a bit narrow yeah but you know it's amazing that the United States for all of our disagreeing about things and you know a certain amount of disagreement is healthy Oh, sure it is. Um, right now, I think some of the disagreement is uh, could be healthier. <laughs> uh, wow. Robust disagreement is good. Uh, just screaming at the other people, either side, is is not healthy. But the way that pa <clears throat> power transitions smoothly um, is amazing when you think about how. Uh, earnestly, the uh, the elections are contested. So I mean, back in in two thousand, um, you know, uh, Bush versus Gore. Oh, the hanging Chad thing. Uh, hanging Chads and going to the Supreme Court and everything. And there's still a few crazy people that say we was robbed, but. Everyone yeah, else you went, said you know it what? there, Simon. Crazy people. Yeah. But uh, you know what? The the highest court in the land looked at it and said, no, you have to play by the same rules that were in place when you started. You can't, you can't make stuff up as you go along. That's right. You don't change the rules of Monopoly when they're written yeah. down this, on, this is, on the this cover. Is not, this is not schoolyard football or something like that. Yeah, right. So these were the rules when you started. You knew what they were play by them next <laughs> yeah next case next yeah subject and so the the transition of power happened and um, you know then then the other side got in and there was all kinds of grumbling on the the Republican slash conservative because they're not I don't consider those to be the same thing side and you know the grumbling all settled down and the other team got to play for eight years and then they lost and there was all kinds of grumbling well they're still grumbling but well just get something done yeah you know but at least the the power transitioned every time when the when the people spoke and said this is the way it is yeah uh it we want uh we want team b to play this time and team a you had your turn thanks uh go sit on the go sit on the sidelines and and come back and 
tell us why it should be your turn next time. Yeah, and you know the, the funny thing is, is this happens at the beginning of November, and by the end of November, the end of December, everybody's worried about who's going to be the Super Bowl, and that yeah. they don't they forget who's going to be in the White House. I did I did hear a suggestion once that uh, the election should be held the day after Tax Day. I thought that was a good one. No, you know, maybe the I'd... day before Tax Day. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, because everyone's too too busy. Well, some people are too busy trying to trying to get that taken care of. But uh, I did think that was a good idea. Yeah, tax season done. Okay, let's have our election now. Oh yeah, that seems to be when the primary happens. Shortly after that. Yeah, around around that time, primaries are interesting. That's a that's a whole other conversation. So I see Brexit is heating up. Prime Minister. Oh, from... Uh, yeah. So, isn't he a very conservative kind of guy? I kind of lost track of all that stuff. Yeah, so the Conservative Party is in power. Uh, we had a change of Prime Minister because the existing Prime Minister within the party had a... Uh, well, she... I don't know. Did no she resign or what? She, she stepped down, yeah. She resigned. and So then there was a, a, a vote within the party and... Bojo got in, or Boris Johnson. Is, Bojo apparently is, is Boris. Boris sounds like a guy from the Soviet Union. Boris. Well, you know, uh, you never heard of the uh, cartoon? I don't imagine of uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. I've there heard a, of it, but I've never seen it. Oh, it's just you got to YouTube it. It's Boris and Natasha. They were spies, and Rocky and Bullwinkle from Minnesota would save the world. A moose, Bullwinkle, and the squirrel, Rocky. And then there was Let's Captain see. Wrongway, Peter Peachfuzz, or somebody that would do everything backwards. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's just hilarious. I will. You try got to, a YouTube Rocky and Bullwinkle. I will try to remember to look that up. I can, in fact, I'm going to YouTube it myself because they are funny. <laughs> and then there was uh, Fearless Leader. He was with uh, Boris and Natasha. Oh, okay, <laughs> listeners, you gotta you you gotta um, YouTube Rocky and Bullwinkle. You'll love it. And I don't even know who was the, the sponsor of that or who what. You know, there was like Disney and Warner Brothers had things and Looney Tunes. I don't even know who that was. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But it didn't. It didn't make it over to England. So we had we had Tom and Jerry back when you know. Oh yeah. Back before everybody was worried that all that cartoon violence was going to cause children to turn out weird. Do you have Heckle and Jekyll and Mighty Mouse? Uh, Mighty Mouse we had. Tom and Jerry, Roadrunner, and Wiley e. Coyote. Um, Those are my favorites. Some of my favorites. Bugs Bunny, you know, Daffy oh, yeah. Dog, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Do you have Mr. Magoo? The blind guy. Yes. Yes. Didn't see it real often, but we did have him. Uh, I love Tom and Jerry. I think my favorite was probably the uh, Roadrunner. I, I always cheered for the coyote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sylvester and Tweety Pie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pepe Le Pew. Oh, that's right. But he was a French guy. You don't like the French. Oh, he was funny, though. He was funny. 
He was a romantic sort. He was. He was. You could uh, never figure out why he... Crashed like, and burned a lot, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. He had his heart broken. <laughs> and the poor cats that had the... For some reason or another, they would have the white stripe going down their back. I remember one time uh, somebody had painted a ladder, and the cat walked underneath the ladder. It was a black cat, and it had a white stripe down it. And Peppy thought it was a skunk. Oh. So he turned on the charm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I forgot all about Peppy. Peach has been watching some Pink Panther on the Pink Panther cartoons. Oh, those cartoons are funny, too. I forgot about them. On YouTube. Yeah. There's some good stuff out there. But there's, it's all old stuff. Yeah, there's junk, but there's there's still some good stuff out there. Um, Wacky Races, you ever watch those? I think that was an American one, Wacky Races. I don't remember that. Uh, Dastardly and Muttley. I remember Dastardly and Muttley, and what yeah, were they? Yeah, I think that was a spinoff from Wacky Races. Because they were, they were two of the racers in the, or they were a racer, racing team in Wacky Races. Uh, and then they were so popular, they, they had a spin-off cartoon from that. You, have you ever seen Foghorn Leghorn? Yes. The chicken, the big chicken? Yep, yep. With the southern accent? Yes. And he called the everyone boy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you can get away I with say, that I say a boy. <laughs> yes, that would be the one. <laughs> then there was Yogi Bear. Yes, yeah. Always wanted to steal a picnic basket and was it Ranger Rob or Ranger Bob? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it that often, but I, I, I had seen it, yeah. Was Yogi Bear and his little sidekick, Boo Boo. Yes. Oh, there was some good stuff. Just fun Saturday morning cartoons. Yep, and then there were the non-cartoons, so there would be... Did you ever see Flash Gordon? Yes. Oh, I love that. I love Flash Gordon. That was Sky fun. King? Yeah. Uh, no. Sky King, from my memory, he had a twin-engine something. and huh. okay. Twin-engine plane, and he would nope. fly to the rescue. Then oh. there was Lassie, of course. Yeah, I saw that occasionally. Flipper. Last oh, yeah. Flipper. Um, oh, what else? Lone Ranger. And Tonto. And Tonto. Scout. And what was Lone Ranger's horse? Silver? High old silver, yep. Yes. Silver and Scout were the horses, and it was... I didn't remember Tonto's horse name, but yeah, that was Silver. Scout. Okay, no, I didn't remember. But now you know. I do. I doubt I'll remember in the morning. I bet you they okay. saw a lot of Northern Lights of Fear in Upper Michigan. Could be. But I think they I were pretty much down any. out in the west. Hmm. Yeah, we're not seeing them tonight. No. All we see is a couple large trees. Now, what else do we see? Um... Now in England, there were a, a hugely popular kids thing was Thunderbirds, and I don't, I don't think that made it over here. A couple of years ago, there was a Thunderbirds movie, but I don't think it really made it big in England. Thunderbirds was huge. Well, now Thunderbirds is, is that the only thing I remember remember about Thunderbirds is that it was uh, like an Air Force jet thing. 
Well, they they have rockets. It was it was kind of sci-fi. Okay. So they have rockets and all kinds of really cool vehicles. The uh, it was a billionaire who lived on his own island, and he had uh, oh, what do they call the organization? Uh, international Rescue. And if people got in trouble, International Rescue would go and save the day. And then he would have his people go out and get them. Yeah. Well, it was actually a family, so it was him and his sons. Oh, okay. Uh, so there was a movie, and it was okay, but um, I don't think it—I don't think it caught on very well. But in England, Thunderbirds were incredibly popular, especially with the, with the young. Um, and they even had a little homage to Thunderbirds in one of the Wallace and Gromit videos. You have lost you, me on that because I've. Have you heard of that. Wallace and Gromit? Nope. Oh, Bill, I'm gonna have to let. I have the DVD. I'm gonna have to lend you the DVD. Yeah, and you know the Wallace trilogy of uh, Fallen Angel too. Fallen. What was it? Was it? You, don't you have the video of uh, Olympus has fallen? Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And Olympus has fallen, and London has fallen. Yep, yep. I need yeah. to see those two. Okay. Because we checked on a fire stick, and we don't get it. So we'll have to get your video. Uh, Very well. DVDs. Yeah, it was a rainy birthday I had on Monday. But I did a lot of cool oh, things. Oh, that's right. It was your birthday. I, I, I meant to wish you happy birthday to your face, so I didn't say I didn't say anything on Facebook. But uh, So, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Doesn't get any better than around the campfire. It's still a little... A little early for my birthday, but less than a week from my wedding anniversary. So Saturday will be our twenty-third wedding anniversary. So what is that like? What did you see? Satellite. Um, it's really faint. See that utility pole over there? Uh huh. It go directly up from that, and it's really faint. Yeah, it's super faint. Wow. Must be the cataract in my eyes. I can't see. Okay. Oh, well, we are doing well. So what date is your wedding anniversary? 7th of September. That's Kendrick's birthday. At least in my, uh, my anniversary uh, is the 4th. Of? September. Oh. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, 1982. We picked Labor Day weekend. That way it gave people an extra day to... Recover? That and get from one location, like a lot of people from Minneapolis. Ah, uh, yes. You know, it was, it was a... Strange wedding because we had friends in Minneapolis, friends in Prairie du Chien, friends in Dubuque, Iowa, and in Dodgeville. So we thought to help the people out from Minneapolis, we would take Labor Day weekend. It would give them that extra Sunday to wake up and get themselves together, recover, and have a day off, and then uh, go back to work on Control Tuesday. back, yes. How very kind. I, Lisa and I did our best to oblige. But we also had a wedding that weekend after that in 
I think it was Lucere, Minnesota, home of the Jolly Green Giant. Lisa's cousin got married. I have seen the Jolly Green Giant. It's kind of next to the highway going across the bottom of Minnesota, right? Right. Yeah, I've seen it. I think I even got out and took a picture of it, but I don't know where it is now. Well, if you need it that bad, go back and take another picture because I'm sure he's still there. Not, not that bad. We were... Well, I've probably seen it a couple of times. Cause... What were you doing in that Lassure? Well, maybe I've only seen it once. Well, we went uh, for a honeymoon. Oh, we, that's right. In the drove... 11 Yes. We we drove out. Um, so we got married in Racine, Wisconsin. So then we we stayed for a couple of days and we went back to my place in Waterloo, Iowa, and had a day. I think we stayed for a day there, packed, and then headed out. We were headed to uh, the Black Hills. Uh, Badland area, so we, we, we made a uh, kind of a two halves of it. The first half was Black Hills uh, and the Badlands, and the second half we went over to the Rocky Mountain National Park down in uh, Colorado. So that was oh, that was so much fun. Lisa has uh, on her list of things to do go out to Colorado. Maybe that'll be next year. Well, it was it was fun, but we, of course, we were out there in mid-September, and it was already getting pretty cold. Well, the evenings were chilly, and it there were uh, kind of those little early season snowfalls yep. that don't actually stick. It's just the kind of like the dandruff snow that falls the first couple of times. Yeah. So we were we were glad to be out of there before the snow really hit and up. 9-11 with low-profile tires. <laughs> you know, were you in some of the areas where they just don't even bother plowing the roads? In the um, no, we were on the main, the main through. Well, they probably, well, they had those big, oh, I don't know, 12, 15-foot poles on the side of the road. And I'm like, what are those for? And oh, they the, drop them. Uh, no, no, the, the, alongside, they're the, the markers for the plows when they go through to try to keep that road open. Oh, okay, so they, all right, so yeah. they know if they go beyond this point, you're yeah. going to fall if you off go the past, road. You're, you're rolling down the side of a mountain, yeah, boy, so, uh, so be really careful when plowing close to this edge. That's right. Yeah, so I don't, I don't actually know if they close that one in the winter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think... It was like 10, 11,000 feet elevation, so I'm sure they, maybe maybe in some winters they do, but uh, it was pretty windy, so I, I'd be surprised if they'd keep that open during the winter. But anyway, mid-September it was still open. I can't imagine taking a covered wagon and you're going across, and you know, you're having a good time. Okay, Nebraska, no big deal. And then you get in the first part of Colorado, and then you see these blue mountains thinking, how are we going to do this? Yeah. 
or you're in Michigan and you come across the Great Lakes and it looks like in the ocean. It, for all these all these people, it could have been the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine um, that looking up at these mountains as you approach them from the plains is probably why there's a lot of cities right at the foot of the mountains. That's right. They're like people were get up to the mountains and they go, uh, you know what? This is far enough. We're good here. Let's yeah. let's just stop. Let's build a cabin. This is good. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, unless you want to get off the grid and. Well, I don't think they had grids back then. <laughs> Everybody was off the grid. <laughs> there was there was no living off the grid. There was living or there dying. There was no grid. <laughs> there was no grid to be on. The, the, no, there was no matrix. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> It was not necessary yet for Keanu Reeves to come and rescue everybody from the Matrix. It, it didn't exist. That's right. What a great bunch. That of is beautiful out there. We. Um, I can't remember what the name of the town was. It was one of the smaller ones. It, but it was right right at the foot of the of the mountains as you really couldn't go much further without getting into the, the hills and it was it was beautiful you know a lot of the the most majestic and beautiful scenery is non-productive scenery or non-productive land you know what i mean you can't like you go to norway a friend of mine was just there and he said it's beautiful there but yeah you got fjords you got rocks you got cliffs what are you gonna do with that? Yeah. Same with Colorado, you got mountains. What are you gonna do with it? Harvest the trees? Then it takes forever for them to grow back. Put up a ski chalet and have people come and have fun. Might as well. Or I guess you could hunt, and but I guess that's how people live too. Have you ever seen it on the Discovery Channel, Wild Alaska, or these people that go off the grid, live in Alaska, and they have to hunt? Maybe they have, I don't know, what, two months, eight weeks to hunt and get an elk and bring it back? I have not. Okay, Fort Collins, that's where we, that's where we stayed. Okay. And then we drove up into the Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah, so we were in Fort Collins. We had to drop down to Loveland and then drive up into the park and and then back down again. Oh, it's beautiful. Very nice indeed. I don't think we're going to see any northern lights tonight. It's not looking good. No, but we did see quite a few satellites. A bumper crop. And we're just getting started in the fall of the year. I would throw another log on here, but I think we're getting to the end of our... I think so. ...evening. Once again, nature has deprived us of this magnificent show that we were promised. Be it satellites or meteor. Well, we did well in satellites, but those aren't natural. Um, but I did see two uh, shooting stars. Shooting stars. Yeah. But I, I noticed that you didn't share very well. 
Well, they were pretty rapid. I mean, they were there and gone. Excellent peripheral vision. Quite so. So, what are we going to uh, what are we going to title this this series of episodes? Then, given that the uh, the northern lights completely failed to uh, well light. Perhaps the absence of northern light. Yes. The northern lights. Ironically, edition. Yes. If we were probably another 60 miles north of here, it'd be great. Oh, maybe. But even, you know, with the uh, humidity in the air, there's a lot of reflection. Even with the parking lots at Land's End, and then over here you have the city of Dodgeville. You know, it's still light yeah. and it still diffuses goes in all different directions. I suppose if we'd driven over to uh, Highland. I was going to say Governor Dodge. Well, that's true, too. We would not have had to go very far. But then we can't pick up the fire pit and take it with us. They have fire pits. Then we got to take the wood. Oh. Well, you got a minivan. That grandpa's truck. Yeah. Well, that's okay. We have made it a fun evening. Oh, yeah, great fun. Nature has let us down, but that's okay. We still had fun. Yeah, I think it was more man-made is let us... The light pollution, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, well, we'll let nature off this time. Mother Nature, you're off the hook. Oh, see. Have you seen Orion's belt tonight? Uh, no, but I haven't looked for it either. What's that funky W over there? Do you, you know, you're into astrology and that kind of stuff. What is that? Well, astronomy, technically. Astronomy, excuse me. I yeah, I, I don't remember. But you know uh, what I'm talking about. I, I, I see the, the funky W, yes. Which is appropriate for Wisconsin. That's right. Yes. Other people may see kind of just zigzags. We see a W. And we think... Because that's how we roll. Think of bratwurst and cheese. Oh, I can think of those without seeing a W. Well, yeah. It's... <laughs> oh, I love me some brats. You know, and in Wisconsin, Man, the southwest good. corner of Wisconsin, you get some of the best. We do seem to get good brats. I mean, Johnsonville are great. I mean, you know, they're they're, and you can get those, you know, anywhere in Wisconsin. But some of the ones from the meat lockers around here. Oh, oh yeah. You call them like microbrewery meat lockers, those kind of things. Yeah, those are just superb. The family recipes that are passed down, the secret family recipes. Now we got a, we have a family in our congregation. They raise pigs, so if you ever want to, and, and they sell the, the meat. Oh, so, okay. Um, so we'll be. I think he's probably going to be have some come ready to slaughter in January. So roughly aims at twice a year. And they, they, they sell they sell the meat at farmers markets and they're trying to get into supplying restaurants. And, you know. uh, anyway, so we have previously bought, we'll usually buy at least half a pig. Um, his pigs are big, so Buying a whole one, that, that takes up a lot of freezer space. You but know, we don't have... The only freezer space we have is what we have in our two refrigerators. 
Uh, no, we bought a. We went down to Bob's and bought a uh, Bob's Electric and bought a, a chest freezer. Mm, okay. We. It's not plugged in right now because we we own you know when we buy bulk meat we plug it in. Oh yeah, they suck at the electricity. Yeah, so we 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 plug it in for you know a couple of days before the meat is ready, and then we bring it and, and stick it in and. Oh, when my kids run it till the meat is till it's empty, and then we turn it off until the next time we bulk buy yeah. meat. So, but yeah, one one year we got. Uh, let me see. He said, well, give us all the bacon that you can get off. We had half a pig. He said, give us all the bacon you can get off of it. And uh, I don't know, a couple of other things specifically. I said, then turn all the rest of it, all the rest of it into brats. And yeah. they were, you know, the, the guy was like, oh, that's very, you know, So when we went to pick up the meat, that's armfuls of brats. He's like, oh, that's a lot of brats. You, you have to pay extra for the brats because the casings cost. Yeah. Um, but I said, you know what? We love brats. The but, kids will eat brats. Peter will eat sausage like it's going out of fashion. You know the uh, the little cheese store that used to be kitty corner from Hardee's, mm-hmm. Sherman's? They yep. are now across the street from the courthouse. Yes, uh, in the same area as uh, Cobblestones, yeah. Right, yeah, that is... My good friends at Cobblestones. Okay, yes. They... Who should sponsor this podcast? Well, we could just podcast from the Cobblestone during the winter. Yeah. Or from the cheese store. Uh, you know, I've heard crazier suggestions. Well, yeah, well, that's, we're not normal. And, and some of them are all sat around this. <laughs> we are not normal. Fire. No, no, normal's boring. So who wants to be normal? Yeah, because Cobblestone's closes at two now. So we'd have to, we'd have to do early morning podcasting for Cobblestone's. Oh, that's all right. I can get up early. I actually, I do get up early. I do too. Well, maybe not tomorrow, but but the next day I'll be getting up early. You know, since you said that, I'm finally getting into the habit of being retired. It's, Excellent. It's slowly growing on me. Yeah, I don't wake up feeling like I have to get something done. Yeah, you don't have to do something, but you can do something. The only thing I have to do is keep myself in physical shape. Yes. And we did that with our hike today. Which I've got to get back into. But I did find my jump rope. so That's that's, a start. Yeah, I I may give that a try tomorrow. Uh, Emily is trying to get a website up and going, so I, I need to provide some technical support for her. I had to. The reason I was late out to the fire tonight was I had to provide technical support to daughter number two for her calculator. So she's doing. She got that pre-calc thing or calculus. She's got to do pre. She's doing pre-calc. Oh, and then you get that. So you have she to need, buy the. She needs the graphing calculator. Yeah. And she didn't. I thought she was just going to get the the standard TI eighty four plus whatever and. Uh, so she said, nope, I want this one. And something, I'd never heard of this calculator. I was like, what? So, yeah. yeah it'd probably take you to Mars. Uh, well, I'd hope so for, for what it costs. It's like, really? You want you want me to pay this much for your calculator? <laughs> yes, please, Dad. Okay. But apparently it's open source, uh, or there's open source stuff in it, and you can run Python programs in it, and it's 
you can you can plug it in and update the firmware because so when we when we powered it up it said you've got you need to update this so we had to figure out how to update it yeah you lost me so, i have a hard time my phone says uh update automatic yes just click yes boom done except all the defaults yep See, I don't even know what all that stuff is. So it I says, just, do, you, do you want to? You probably want to and just say yes. Yeah, I just say yes. Yeah. I'm an old guy, yes. <laughs> just as long as I can get YouTube and find out any information I want to find out or watch something, find out how to grill pork chops the best way, how to winterize and how plants, that kind of stuff. How to germinate seeds. That's my life now. Turning into a little farm boy. Any more satellites? No, not yet. I'm keeping an eye out for them. So talking to farm boys, I, uh, I got an introduction to how to milk goats the other day. That was fun. I tried to milk a cow. Can't do it. Well, thankfully, the uh, I didn't have to milk these goats by hand, but uh, still applying all you know the machinery, the all that good stuff. Like, wow, an interesting process. So I know more about milking goats now than I ever thought I was going to in this life. I never thought, you know, being raised on a dairy farm in East Wisconsin, I never thought that you'd be milking goats. I thought it was always a novelty. Oh, look, there's a bunch of goats over there. You know, you're used to seeing cows and pigs and chickens. And all of a sudden, goats show up. But I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, goat milk is... Uh, actually, you get a reasonably good price for it. Well, there's quite a few goat farms around here. Yeah. Um, one of my... Uh, Bus driving buddies has a significant number of goats. So, yeah, so I was over to his place and showed me how to milk goats. Kind of cool. So you have a, a milking machine that does all that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a mini mini cow thing. Yes, and they only have. Uh, Two others rather than four, so you know there's there's, there's some differences, but yeah. And goats don't kick. Well, if they do kick, it's not like a big cow kick. Well, true, but but they they generally don't kick and they don't pee on you either. Well, that's yeah, that's a big plus, or the other or the number two, which is always a big mess. Well, uh, yeah. The, Goats and sheep, their number two is, is like little tiny pellets. Yeah, the other stuff is like the waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> or opening up the, the oh, sewer man. and let everything come it's, out. It's just not even funny when a cow let rip. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's... I've been in a barn and that's happened quite often. And quite close. I, I have been splattered on. <laughs> have you ever bailed hay? I have not. I've been offered the opportunity to bale hay, but 
uh, sometimes it's been on Sundays, which like, no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, or Saturdays, like, oh, I'm working on my sermon. Well, so no, I've never actually bailed hay. And you know, uh, come to think of it, I think bailing hay is kind of a sunny Sunday thing. Well, it's kind of a, it's got to be sufficiently dry thing. So, aforementioned goat farming, bus driving dude uh, came to church this morning, stuck around for the first hour, and then was like, I need to get back and get on with my hay baling. So, I was like, okay. So. Understand. Not the first farmer to tell me that. Probably won't be the last. Oh, you gotta bale hay when the sun shines. Yeah. It was a great day for that. It was a great day for everything, except seeing the northern lights. Well, you're right. But a great night for a fire. Absolutely superb. And according to the uh, the weather forecast, it's going to be a nice, uh, cool temperature overnight. So pull some of that night air in, with a window fan this evening, and then take a walk tomorrow. You'll be ready to go on Tuesday. Well, I hope so. Just just the morning routes, and then uh, get to go into Madison. Mid morning for the uh, the other geeky stuff client visit. So, well, that sounds like it's. Well, I think Tuesday. I, I think I saw that it was supposed to rain. Last client visit we went on, it was raining. So maybe that's the thing. Every time we go visit the client, it's raining. Well, but I think it's only thirty percent chance. Okay. But that's always subject to change. Yes, it is. You know, I look at these stars, and I remember there used to be a supper club. Now, do you know what a supper club is? I do. I haven't been to many, but, but I am aware. Oh, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and even the 70s, that was the place to go on Friday for fish fry, Saturday nights for steak, for prime rib. There's a place in Perdition called the blue heaven hmm. and they had little lights in the entire ceiling of this nightclub big place supper club you mean supper club yeah. yes full of like, like these little things and some of them would blink on and off and you would we you would have the uh, the big dipper it was in a little bit different color light Oh, okay. It was really, really neat. Hmm. They would roll the uh, lazy Susan. They would bring the lazy Susan out, which was a little revolving tray of uh, relishes, and then they would have a salad bar on wheels that they would roll to your table. And then when you're finished with that, then they'd roll it to the next table. Or they would have two of them. I can't remember. I was a kid, a little kid at the time. Interesting. Geisler's Blue Heaven. Really neat supper club.
A lot of different places, a lot of real interesting places in Prairie du Chien like that. Yeah, some of the older towns in this region are very interesting. Um, like Dubuque now with the Millwork District. Have you, I mean, I, I know you spent plenty of time in Dubuque, but have you been to the, the Millwork District, the, the red brick uh, buildings down by the river? Oh yeah, they've yeah. been upgrading them and turning yep. them into old offices. Uh, yeah, the, all the old warehouses. So there, there's some of them are offices, some of them are apartments, some of them, uh, many of the down the the, the ground floor uh, are stores. There's a great coffee shop there now. Um, I've taken my wife to the, the coffee shop uh, a number of times. Sometimes we'll we'll sneak down there. A lot. The Aspire uh, Cafe, that's what the coffee shop is called down there. Well, all that development, when I was there in the early 70s, it was where the, the city would store salt and sand. They would, the county and the city would take their old dump trucks and park them there, and then they'd rob parts on them from them to maintain what they did have and other other parts of their fleet. It was just a dumping area along the river. Now it's hotels and casinos and uh, right. some of the factories are still in operation and then they, it's, it's closed and you know windows break, people try to, they, you know, they start throwing rocks at them and right. people would bet, I bet you can't hit the third floor window and uh, yeah, you know, that's what happens. A bunch of kids, they get uh, rambunctious and destroy that stuff, but which didn't matter because uh, they all had to be replaced. Right. Dubuque has done a very nice job with turning the city around. They really have. They really have. The uh, the maritime or the, the river museum is very nice. Yes, it is. The, I've been through it. Yep, I've been through it several times. It, it's fun. It's fun. Um the Millwork District is very pleasant. Uh, they got the Eagle Point uh, Park. Yes, that's delightful. Um, then there's all the shopping stuff over the hill on the other side. Uh, was it King of Spain Mines or something? The the park to the the south of the the city along the along the river that's that's fun that's kind of I don't that is must be new since uh, I went to Loris okay. down there even Loris College campus and the University of Dubuque and Clark College updated new buildings great great uh, independent colleges universities a lot of change I get down there not that often uh yeah, Dubuque is quite nice. I always enjoy going to Dubuque. It's very pleasant. I like going to Dubuque shopping more than I do Madison. To me, Madison is like the big open plain where Dubuque has got character to it. Plus, I know yes. my way around. Well, there is that. 
And Dubuque is not an easy town to learn your way around in. No, it the the downtown with all those one ways. My my, that's uh, that's a challenge. But it it it's it is nice. And every so often, uh, I take my bride down there, and we'll we'll go for a walk and have coffee, and it's very pleasant. Well, yeah, great architecture. Yes. Well, I think we should maybe call her 10 o'clock. No northern lights? Yes, we have, uh, yeah. Well, we gave it a good try. Yeah, we have light pollution. We were perhaps a little scattershot this evening, but that's okay. Like we'll, every uh, night. Well, more more so than usual, I I think this evening. Well, we didn't know what to, we should call the podcast, so we thought we'd call it Northern Lights, <laughs> and make it up as we go along. That's as, right. As opposed to having a definite title and then making it up as we go along. Well, my so. mind has never stuck to one subject ever. Uh, mine doesn't do well with sticking to one subject either, so so that works out well. All right. Well, dear listener, thank you so much for joining us. I guess we will call it a night. Good night, folks. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us around the fire. 